Hello, and welcome to the Philosophical Angle Podcast with your host, author Chris Angle. Hi, this is the Philosophical Angle Program, and I'm your host, Chris Angle. I'm the author of four books on philosophy, one of which is Defining Ethics, Good and Evil. Uh, these books are available free for viewing online at thephilosophicalangle.com. Uh, if you'd like to, uh, to contact us and make comment or inquiry or make suggestions, uh, feel free to give us an email at contact at thephilosophicalangle.com. And the purpose of the Philosophical Angle is to examine the nature of concepts being used in current media. And secondarily, uh, to use those definitions to understand the righteousness and ethical superiority of conservative positions. So this week we're going to study a summary of the nature of war and peace. Uh, We did a piece earlier uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, It was a more extensive piece, but we're going to cut it down and summarize it and make it a little bit more palatable uh, for easy viewing purposes. So let's get uh, let's get uh, started, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna begin our our talk here by bringing up a little diagram. And the ingredients of war and peace um, are the following. We're gonna have uh, five ingredients, and the first is the unlimited demand for the good. All life entity has a will to bring goodness to it. Everybody gets up in the morning and thinks how I'm going to do well, how I'm going to bring goodness, I'm going to go to work, I'm going to get some pay, I'm going to bring that home. That pay is going to allow me to eat, um, buy a car, buy the necessities of life, and hopefully there's some left over uh, for additional recreational purposes or to uh, start a family or whatever it is. But we all seek goodness in our lives. Of course, there are some exceptions. Uh, for example, suicide, but that's an aberration, so we're going to leave that aside. Next, in order to effectuate the unlimited demand for the good, we need freedom. In order for there to be peace, there has to be freedom. And freedom is the creation of a priority and then the effectuation of a priority. So now you're going to, we're going to now need to study a little bit about what is a priority. Well, as we stand and sit here and consider ourselves in our consciousness, we are receiving exterior originating experiences and we're also experiencing interior originating experiences. And, and the difference between the two is that One comes from inside your body and giving your uh, stimuli to your consciousness. And the other is from outside, 
all those things that come from outside, from your environment, into your consciousness. And this is, we're going to call that information. And that information is used by the consciousness to understand what's important to its life. And in order to do so, in order to establish what's important in your quest for the goodness in your life, you have to establish a priority. And your consciousness establishes a priority on that information. And when it does, we're going to call it knowledge. And knowledge is being able to understand how to effectuate your search and your acquisition for goodness in your life. And these are priorities, and so uh, these, these pieces of knowledge are used by ourselves to formulate, to prioritize, to make decisions, to understand what is important in our lives. It enables us to go about day by day and making our decisions and going about day by day looking to how we can bring in goodness to our lives. And so the interior originating information that produces our, our, our priorities is how we deal with ourselves. And the exterior information that's coming into our consciousness, into our, our sentient being, is how, when we establish priorities, is, is how we deal with others, with the environment, from that which is with outside of us. So we have that freedom. So let's get back to freedom. Freedom is the creation of a priority and then the effectuation of that priority. And when we make our priorities, we then have the... When we decide to whether to effectuate a priority, we have the problem of motivation. And this is the ratio of the sacrifice relative to the reward that we come to in our decisions every day. When we have a, a priority and we decide that we will effectuate that priority, such as going down to buy some food, we have to sacrifice our time and our effort and we use our information and knowledge in, in an environment of risk to make a sacrifice. And so we sacrifice that time and that effort. And we, but before we do, we have to understand what is the reward that we're going to receive relative to that sacrifice. And if it's a nice sacrifice-reward ratio, we go ahead with it. Because there's not too much risk of going down to the store. Uh, it's affordable. The food is affordable. And it doesn't take too much time, and, and it's a very, very high priority. Therefore, the sacrifice is easy. The motivation is high, the sacrifice is easy to make, and the reward is great. So the motivation's there. The sacrifice is small, the motivation, the, the reward is great, motivation is good. Now, sometimes there are other people in society. And 
when this happens, you get competition. And competition is the convergence and divergence of the priorities of two or more entities. So these entities can be within our society or they can be without, outside of our society. Could be a, a foreign entity. Or they can be friends converging on the same priorities such as trying to trying to get a date with the same girl or uh, but most likely and most times it's used in it's most notable in an economic competition we see convergence of two or more entities into the same marketplace such as Ford and GM converging on the car market and they have the same priority of selling into the same prior, uh, into the same market so they converge along with many of the other participants such as Honda and Toyota and whatnot and they all converge into the same marketplace so once you have convergence you also get divergence so once all these competitors come into the same marketplace they want to diverge and the law of differentiation is the divergence from the market priorities fulfilling new demand to delivering new goodness back to here and so they all make their product a little bit different fulfilling all the different priorities available in the marketplace. That is, all the different priorities set out by those people seeking the demand for the good, the marketplace. And they fulfill that by separating out into various little niches into the marketplace. And so they try not to go head-to-head, but they create little niches to defer from direct competition. So there's a convergence and there's a divergence. And you see that because all the cars are different. Going to a a, a grocery store or going to a a CVS or going to a, a pharmacy, all the products are different. There's a whole variation. And this is all done, this is all made by the demand for the goodness followed by the law of differentiation and divergence in the market of priorities. So from the competition and the law of differentiation comes the need for cooperation which is needed to produce the goods and services that produces goodness. And this cooperation, cooperation produces peace. And so this is the actual formula for producing peace. But we were talking last a couple weeks ago about war and the potential for war. Well, it comes out of the same scenario. The first scenario, which we just mentioned, is producing cooperative behavior, which is a, a priority established from the information coming into our consciousness. But here in competition, 
anti-cooperative behavior can emerge. And so this is, and this gives us an impetus for our divergence. However, so in economic, well, in economic divergence, we see anti-cooperative behavior that is, that's a result of this convergence of priorities. And we, and we know that companies don't like convergence of priorities. No, it, it, it's inimical to the health of, of any individual to be direct competition with, with somebody else. So they diverge. And that produces an anti-cooperative behavior. And when that behavior exceeds a certain threshold, and that threshold is of, uh, and when, when it exceeds that threshold, coercion can result. And that can result by coercion by society, in other words, uh, the societal government comes in to say uh, you are you are going to pay taxes, and that's a that's a form of coercion. Or, uh, if it comes from external uh, entities, it can get, that diversion can come to a point where the, the coercion is, results in violence. But more of that later in a subsequent episode of the philosophical angle. We'll get, we'll, that, that will require a little bit more uh, detail. So, just to sum it up, the summary of, of war and peace, and for, well, initially for peace, you have the law of, of the unlimited demand for good, you have freedom, you have the motivation to effectuate your decisions. And when there is competition, when there's more than one person around or one more than life entity around, you can get competition. And when competition happens, you get the convergence and divergence of the priorities of those, that, of those participants in that competition. And when you get a divergence, you get the law of differentiation, which produces the fulfilling of new of the demand for the good by producing new pri by fulfilling the pri priorities of those that of the life entities that all seek demand for the good. And for, for non-peace or conflict is when you have the competition and the threshold for cooperation is lowered. Uh, the I should say the threshold for coercion is lowered and once coercion starts to 
enter the picture, the potential for violence increases or the potential for war increases. So, as peace through cooperation emerges and becomes stronger, the exit or potential for war decreases. But in the opposite, conversely, if the anti-cooperative behavior produced, which produces coercion by society or those outside of society, then you get the, the raising of the potential for war. Thanks for joining us on The Philosophical Angle. Thank you for joining us on The Philosophical Angle podcast. Be sure to subscribe and join us for the next installment.